So my friends, in today's gospel, Jesus says these very striking words. I've come to set the earth on fire. I've come to cast fire upon the earth. And how I wish, how I long that it were already burning, that it were already blazing. That the gospel message that Jesus came to bring us, the, and, and the fire of the Holy Spirit, is, is fire, right? It's, it's got the life and the activity of fire. Our gospel is not, and our religion is not, it's not a wimpy religion, right? This is, this is the reality of fire. Uh, three characteristics of fire that we can uh, focus on this morning. The first is fire is alive, right? It doesn't have a soul. It's not alive in that philosophical sense, but it's alive. It, 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 it's active, right? It grows. It spreads. Um, fire is, is, it consumes what's around it, right? And therefore, our faith should be active. It's, our faith is, is alive, right? And our faith in Jesus Christ and the gospel message, it's alive. It's active. It's not just meant to be um, something like, oh, whatever, like, yeah, I, I, I believe in God. Like, no, it's, it's active. It's alive. It, it changes us. It has uh, this dynamism, this, this power. And when it comes to fire being alive and active, it can't, um, you can never just preserve a fire, right? You light a nice campfire at night, you can't just preserve it, right? What it's going to do is it's going to consume what you've given it, and then you have to give it more. And then you give it more, right? And it's constantly taking in more and more. And the same thing goes for our faith, for the church, for the spreading of the gospel. Our mission is never just to preserve, right? Let's just keep everything exactly the same as it was yesterday and the day before, right? We're just going to preserve this thing. No, that can never be our mission because that's not how you treat the fire of the gospel. Rather, it's always giving new life, right? It's always giving new expression, new fuel to the fire. Whether from me, that's new love today, new ways of living my love for Jesus Christ, or whether it's new souls, right? New people that need to constantly be brought into contact with the fire of the gospel. That's, it's active and it's alive. Fire, also, uh, second point, gives warmth, right? It, give, it gives warmth. Now, look, we don't need that much more warmth right now. We've had enough of it and hopefully good riddance, right? Um, but being uh, working in particular with our young adults and our college students, um, we have a, a fire, um, usually weekly, right? And we, like, there's nothing I dislike more in the summer than sitting around a campfire. That is, that's terrible. When it's already 95 degrees out, now we're going to light a fire? Um, but in, in the winter, right? You, in a winter, you put, if you have a fireplace, you go sit by a fireplace, a nice fire in the winter, right? It gives, it gives a certain warmth. And that warmth that fire gives is meant to be the warmth of charity. It's meant to be a model for us of the warmth of charity. Right? Our love and our presence should bring warmth into people's life. It should bring this, this joy. It's the love of charity. 
And so we want to bring the love of God, which, which gives warmth to maybe hearts that have been hardened or, or turned cold, right? That we bring the warmth of the love of God. Think about the, just even the phrase that we use, like a warm home, right? And again, it doesn't have to do with temperature. It has to do with the, the love that's expressed there. Or a warm welcome, right? I received a warm welcome. Well, that's the warmth that the fire of the gospel should bring. And it brings it exactly through you and me. That we're meant to bring that warmth of the love of God. We, in New England in particular, are criticized for being very cold, right? We're very, now, I don't think we are. And people I know who have moved here from other parts say, no, people in New England are very nice. But we could be criticized sometimes for being a little cold. Um, I was just this weekend in Indiana for um, a wedding for some parishioners, and people in Indiana were very nice, right? They were, they were, oh, like I couldn't, I just wanted to go into the grocery store and get a coffee and then maybe buy one or two, and everyone, hello, oh, father, oh, pastor, where are you from, right? And they all want to talk, it's like, I just want my Starbucks, I want to get out of here. I got stuff to, I'm a busy New Englander, right? But that warmth of the gospel, that warmth of charity. That should actually be something that characterizes us, that we are a warm people. And it should also characterize our churches, right? We should be warmly welcoming. And that's something that we've, you know, taken, uh, we always should have taken steps to do that, and we're doing that, and we're going to continue to always be a warm and welcoming parish community, that we want people to feel welcome, feel known and loved, a warm welcome, a warm home. That should describe the attitude of our churches. That should describe the attitude of every Christian. The third point, though, is a corollary to that. Um, fire purifies, right? It burns stuff away. And particularly, like, metal. You put me- I don't know a lot about metalworking, um, but, like, it, it fire, it purifies. It, it cuts, it gets rid of, it burns away imperfections and impurities and so we too the fire of the gospel in our life can burn away those imperfections and it should burn away those imperfections it purifies us in fact that's the the catholic teaching about purgatory right that if when we die and we're on our way to heaven but we still need to be cleaned up a bit right the fires of purgatory that they 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 meant they're meant to purify us Right? It's like getting cleaned up in the morning before going to a big event. That we need to just be cleaned up a little. We need to be purified a bit. And so that's what the fire of the gospel should do for each one of us in our life. That it doesn't leave us um, exactly the way we were. Rather, we are changed. We're purified. We're made better. The uh, author, the Catholic author, Matthew Kelly, talks about in a few of his books, like the, being the best version of yourself. Right, being the best version of yourself. And that's the fire of the gospel helps us be that best version because it, it may purify. And some things, they're a little tough to get rid of, right? And maybe for them to be burned away is going to sting a little bit. There's, oh, I, I've just got this, this one thing I'm holding on to that I know isn't good for me and people around me know isn't good for me and I got to let it go. And it's going to sting though a little bit. And okay, but it's worth it to be purified to be made more like Jesus Christ. This is what the fire of the gospel is meant to be for us, right? 
It's alive. It's active. And we should want the gospel message in our life and in our church to be active and alive and always bringing more fuel into itself. It's warm and loving and welcoming. And it's purifying, making us into those best versions of ourselves, making us into the saints that God wants us to be. Jesus didn't come to to cast marshmallows on the earth. He came to cast fire, right? Fire that's alive. And so let's ask our Lord to give us the fire of the gospel, to help lift us up and transform us and change us so that we can be real saints, right? Saints on fire with the love of God.